Disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. The conversations we have about our mental health and well-being come from our own personal experiences. We hope these open conversations will encourage our audience to take notice and ownership of their own mental and emotional well-being. And maybe, just maybe, provide some cathartic laughs along the way. All right. Well, let's get into it. Welcome to Therapy Check, a podcast dedicated to addressing and readdressing the trials and tribulations we have faced as women of color. This podcast not only speaks on the beautiful and the messed up, but also offers some unsolicited, if not needed, advice. I'm Breezy. I'm Andrea. And we are Therapy Check. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Therapy Check. This week, we'll have a heavier topic. We are going to go into the election and our thoughts with Trump, people of color voting for Trump. So just a heads up. But before we start that, I just want to acknowledge Breezy, give Breezy credit because they have great news. Share with the class. What's going on, Breezy? Well, I can only say that a high school dream just came true because your boy is going to South Korea. Explain. Tell us the details we want to okay. know. So I graduated from the University of Oregon with a degree in international studies in Chinese. And my ultimate goal was I wanted to teach English abroad. That is what I've been studying for. That's what I've been hoping for. That's what I've been dreaming about. But I applied to a program back in October and have recently had an interview and heard the good news that I passed the interview and they're getting me ready to settle in a city in South Korea called Incheon. I'm leaving. I'm up and out of the United States of America. I am taking my wide behind over the Pacific Ocean. We are, we are, we are soaring and flying and high school musical energy all the way breaking out in a song and dance because we're we got a job and not only do we have a job we got a job overseas so. i am so excited for you and then when you tweeted about it i was i was gonna say we're going to korea okay i'm going with you when when i sent that tweet out i was sitting there having heart palpitations just sitting there being like oh golly me just I'm I did it they said congratulations your hard work is has paid off you're almost to the finish line just got to send some documents in and I'm like stop why are you lying what is this what expert email phishing scheme is this and I'm going to Korea to live out my Emily in Paris, Breezy in Korea, <laughs> real life television show. And I still can't believe it, but I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. I am so excited for you. I was so happy. Uh, and then, you know, I'm going to go to Korea too. And we're going to venture yeah. out. Even though, you know, they don't like Americans, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> no, for me, it's like, all my homegirls got passports. All my homegirls, <laughs> I mean, like, all, all of them are going to have 
and some experience in South Korea. Okay. Like that's, that's a done deal. One of my things, when I get that apartment, I said, you, we got an air mattress it or we got a futon it. You know, if I have to sleep on the floor, that's totally fine. I will be there. Of course we have to go. So that's something to look forward to. And I'm really excited for you, especially since last week we were talking about how we felt stuck and just this feeling of failure, but it's just demonstration that it just takes time. We're not always going to be in that position. So that makes me really happy. And it's really a switch from last week's episode. Yeah. I'm moving on up. I'm just so thankful. So, so grateful. But we're getting out. We're getting out. We're going places. Getting out of this country. I know. Out of here. I want nothing more to do with it. I feel that. I feel that. Mm -hmm. But... Now we're going to go into a more heavier topic, which is Mm. Trump, Trump's era, the election, and everything to do with it. All right. When coming up with, I guess, this segment or this topic, I just kind of had to sit down and think, like, take myself back to four years ago. Where was I four years ago? One, let's set the scene with the fact that I think collectively as a society, as people, and also the graduating class of 2016, we were living on a cloud, like high life. The summer of 2016, do you remember it? Oh, the music, okay? Lemonade, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, This was when the chain smokers who were just everything on the radio all the time people had their licenses people had just graduated just having a a truly free summer with no homework nothing just like oh my gosh i'm about to go to college or i'm about to go and move on to the next part of my life summer 2016 throughout this whole time while i'm over here living a high life it's like draws music you know don't Dun dun or what is the Jaws theme song? It's like dun 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 dun. That's closer, yeah. That's closer. No, but we often talk about summer 2016, and I also had a great summer because that was the summer I went to France, and I was there for three weeks with a host family, and then I also got to go to Spain for like two days because my host family decided to take me there and. No, I was living life. I was going to go into college. Everything was great. I got accepted. I had the dorms. I had like this ideal that I have a picture in my head of going into college. So I was obviously really excited and I was living it up in France. And then we get to school and Trump gets elected. Just... Andy, I want you to walk me through that night, that election night. What was going on through your head? What, 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 what were you thinking? How did you feel? That day, I honestly didn't think Trump was going to win. Most people were saying that he wasn't going to win. Like the professionals were saying, there's no way Trump is going mm-hmm. to win. And that day, I was in my dorm room when they were right about to announce it or when things were going to go down. I left my dorm room and I went to like the common space that we had and everyone was there. We were just waiting. We found out and there was a lot of crying. People were panicking and there was a protest that happened pretty quickly after that. And I just remember one being so sad 
for my friends too, especially my friends that are undocumented. And I just remember being so angry that I just joined the protest. Mm-hmm. And then there was just so many people out. The school also reached out to us and like, if you need resources, if you need therapy, if you need to talk to someone, we're here for you. Because it was just so tragic. It was mm-hmm. so bad and people were angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I remember like this almost cocky, like assuredness that, oh, he's not going to win. Like justice will prevail he's he's a troll like i genuinely was like this is a troll of a presidential candidate like this is gonna happen but election night like six o'clock i start feeling anxious this is my first year voting too which was like let's just say hindsight the worst year like you ever since then i have a trauma when it comes to voting elections like politics traumatic (laughs) no no you're you're right yeah and so that night, six o'clock, I started to feel that, that like knot in your stomach. Something ain't right. Yeah, I don't trust it. I had one of my friends, like friends with benefit, who was a political science major, was like, no, 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 no. This is how it's going to work. Like, this is electoral college. This is how Hillary's going to win. And had like comforted me and taken me out to ice cream because I was just like, I can't shake this feeling like what i i didn't feel this way for my acts i didn't feel this way for anything i just felt sick and i'm in my room with my roommate and it's announced trump has won not only did trump win he won by a lot in terms of the electoral college and i was like oh my gosh it's for real i remember in a way for me this was this was the trigger into my one discovery and grappling with mental health. That was the first night in my life I had a panic attack. I was like, couldn't breathe, crying, just, oh, I would, if you, if you had opened the door and been like, hey, Breezy, what's up? A face of despair. I look like that painting in some fancy museum where it's like screaming gaunt (laughs) terror in the eyes. That was me. I was on the phone with my mom at some point being like, we have to move. We have to get out of this country. Like, this is horrible. And that was the beginning. And whoa, I just remember, oh, one, there's the protest. I didn't go to it. I really, like, honestly, dope that you went to it. But I was in my bed, crying, unable to move. When I heard people were going to a protest, I was just kind of like, yay. <laughs> Yeah, it was very shocking. I feel like the last four years were just a dream. Not a dream, a nightmare. Like Mm -hmm. a fever dream. Like that didn't happen, but it did happen. And then again, this is our first year in college. I was listening to my professors before the election. They were like, there's no way he's going to win. My professors, like people that you look up to and you think they are the know-it-all. They know everything. Mm -hmm. If they Mm -hmm. say Trump is not going to win, he's not going to win. And then he won. And I Mm -hmm. think just that made me realize I always knew how racist this country was. But just Mm -hmm. when he won, I'm like, oh, it's way worse than I thought. Way worse. Yeah. It was, to say it was a wake-up call, cliche. I can only say what it was for me. It's that moment when you catch someone in a lie. And I, I caught America in a lie. 
Yeah. I caught the American people in a lie. Yeah. I was just going to say, do you remember when Obama won and people were like, oh, racism doesn't exist anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> white people were under this impression that we've moved past it. We are no longer racist. And, ah, no. I know. That's some BS. Yeah. It was catching America in a lie that one, we're a post-racist society, but it was catching America in a lie that I caught it, I caught it in an elitist lie. I caught it in the whole thing that like, in order to be president, you have to be the hardest working, the smartest kid. You have to be kind of like of the people. Good character is all that matters. Honesty is what matters. That's how you get it. That's how you earn anything. That's how how you determine who the good guy is. And it was the equivalent of catching your parents in, in a lie. Just like you said this. You told me this, like this was what was supposed to happen. That didn't. No. The end I, of a great summer. <laughs> the end of a great summer. I was in this program called the CMAE, and they mm-hmm. offered a lot of help for students of color. So they were always like, if you need help, we're here for you. I never talked to anyone about it. I just, I was just like, this is messed up. I wasn't happy, but I never really talked about it until mm-hmm. now. It just, it makes me think of that, like, question, like, a qu- the question of what did the Trump era mean for you? And one of the first things I thought of was the Trump era and his regime of the four years meant a desperate attempt to try and rationalize or understand why would they choose this? And it was it was things like they've become disillusioned because of the economy and stuff like that, but it never really addressed the true thing to begin with. But another thing that that era or Trump's regime meant was it was the first time in which POC and women were not gaslit out of their minds. It was the first time that I feel like the the true fears and struggles of women, the queer community, POC community, was finally seen as not just paranoia, not just mindless fear. I was like, no, this is the stuff that we've always been talking about that like has always flown underneath the radar, radar of just this is our reality. These are our fears. This is what we deal with. It was on national news, okay? Like, they were talking about it, addressing it. And I think that was the first time where I felt mental health, the needs of people of color in these marginalized communities was finally, you know, taken seriously. Like, what you said with the CMAE and we have resources. We're here for you. Before, you could not go into a therapist's office and be like, I am afraid of the blatant racist patriarchal capitalist society that we live in everyone would be like chill out can't you just live life why do you have to no one's thinking about that no one's racist the patriarchy isn't that bad it just means that you have your father's last name that's what the patriarchy is it was that it was that moment where finally they're like i mean i guess you had some points no yeah i agree with you it really brought up that oh our struggles are real but then again on, over these four years it was again Put under the rug mm-hmm. so it brought a little bit of light but it again went back mm-hmm. one of the things that the trump era really just highlighted for me women of color the 
the girls, the gays, and the theys. Yeah. One, always infantilized. Just, oh, women, and they, they, want, they want to be paid the same. Da, 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 da. Just disrespectful comments on TV. You have Fox News, that dumpster fire. You had all this stuff talking about it. Just, I would just slandering, just slandering the names, the legacies, and the work of these peoples. And then four years later, who is it? Who who are we talking about in the polls? Black women, Latinas, like queer community rising up, organizing grassroots. They're the reason we won the election. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, her work alone, just wow. Oh my goodness, who would have thought? And it really makes me think to this point, as women of color, we are the failed scapegoat and the favorite token. But we held down that election. We put in the work, not to save white people's America, but to secure our America. Just one, there's a pandemic, so like a moment of silence to those who fought the fight and are not here with us, but also a round of applause to those people who just did the damn thing. I'm speechless, of course. Oh, I just, I think about it on the daily and I'm just like, yo, y'all, we did that. We did that. We all collectively did that. We got him mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. The fact that he just threw a big tantrum after mm-hmm. anything. I remember seeing his tweet that said, I won the election by a lot. He's delusional. <laughs> He's delusional. And then this just kind of makes me think of... We made it through. We made it through the four years. But for you, at least, when I think about it, because it was a long four years. Y'all thought 2020 was long? For me, who? That 2017, 2018, oh, 2019 wrecked me. I haven't been the same. (laughs) And then 2020. I know. And then also his entire reign regime of Trump was while we were in college. I know. Yeah. I still can't believe I had to I had to wake up every day, read that man, lose his mind on Twitter, and then pretend like, all right, time for my political science exam. Like, oh, what a beautiful day. Everything's okay. Every I'm okay. Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, class of 2020 had just didn't have it. We came in with a terrible election. We left with a pandemic. So <laughs> I feel like we gotta do an interview, like, hey, class of 2020, how does it feel to have people actively praying on your downfall for four whole years because the witches were working hard but i'm sorry i'm sorry queens not hard enough (laughs) sabrina could have could have done something but yeah class of 2020 i i feel you i'm one of you i'm so sorry if no one said i'm sorry i'm gonna say it to you right now i am Mm -hmm. sorry because we y'all went through so much and i am proud of every single one of you we did it. Yeah. Not only did we do it and just like thank you and I'm sorry, but like so proud of y'all because I think the only thing y'all had as reference was an ugly, twisted, messed up past. Like dealing with just awful 
thoughtfulness and you said, you know, despite how ugly human history has been, I have hope. And that, yes, beautiful, powerful. We're going to acknowledge that for sure, but this is not it. We're not celebrating that Biden one. We're celebrating that Trump is gone. Oh, yes. And this is just the beginning. Going back to my Twitter references, someone was saying that they're glad that Trump is gone just because, I actually don't know if it was from Twitter. I just heard it somewhere. Biden is going to be much easier to bully into doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Trump was one of those people where he really felt like a final boss in a video game that you're like, ma'am, sir, die already. I still can't believe that man caught the COVID and was had the Rona, had the Rona, got people infected with the Rona, all of that. I was genuinely starting to believe, I like, hey man, this, this level's unbeatable. We are never gonna make it. Or like, something's protecting him. The devil is on his side. Nothing works harder than the devil. <laughs> Keeping that man alive. Honestly, and we're just hoping for the news. And then we finally got the news just for him to be fine. But yet again, he had all the resources to be yep. He had all the resources. Yep. Ugh. But what got you through it? What got me past these four years? Yeah. It was concentrating on my own thing. Just trying to survive college, honestly, is what mm -hmm. got me through. Because that was what I was trying to do. I was trying to graduate. But it was hard that after whatever you were dealing with, at the end of the day, you would get on your phone and then just hear the news. I honestly had a lot of fear for one, my family and friends that aren't documented, and two, like my own rights, like my own reproductive rights. Not gonna lie, out of panic, thinking that Trump was gonna win again, I got uh, the birth control implant mm -hmm. because I was like, maybe they're gonna take away my right to have birth control, but if I have the implant, they're not gonna take it off of my arm. I'll be mm -hmm. set for at least the next five years. And then after that, we'll see what happens. And another news that birth control just ended up messing up my entire body. And I had to have it removed because it was so bad for me. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about it now, that decision was also based on fear. Yeah. Yeah, that when it came to my, like, one, I have to say survival hack trick something because that's what it was like you said operating out of fear it was all survival you made decisions um to survive and you didn't make decisions because you were thriving and it, it was like the illusion of choice or the power of will was gone you were yeah, you sure. were operating out of necessity and fear and you like I, I gotta survive I gotta make it I gotta do something and the way that I won survived it was therapy this was this was the first time for me when mental health issues and problems were not shied away from this was the first time that i felt the news mainstream society and like for example professors after the election were like hey we're here for you we understand it's hard that was that was the, the first form of validation i ever got it was yeah. people finally recognizing like, hey, these things impact us. And I was not thriving for those past four mm -hmm. years. I was surviving, keeping my head low. And one of my tricks this 
podcast and our listeners will soon discover i invested the hell every time and penny into my skin <laughs> yes we will later on do a special episode or a few special episodes on skincare because breezy and i are obsessed so just a heads up just a heads up i said i could be broken and sad and utterly ugh inside but y'all damn sure gonna see how smooth and glowy my skin is that skin <laughs> is glowing whenever i have problems with skin or i don't i need recommendations on a product i just hit up breezy like breezy what do you think of this product what should i do for this because breezy mm-hmm. truly is the expert well disclaimer no one here went to school or we we're not experts but <laughs> they're the expert I am long-lived and well-learned I, from experience. I, I learned, and this is kind of twisted, but I thought at some point the world was going to burn and we will all die. So I said, I'm going to be casket ready. <laughs> I'm going to buy these serums. I'm going to invest in this SPF. A little side note, unsolicited advice. You need your SPF. I don't care how melanated you think you are. The sun begs to differ. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those UV rays do not play. But I said, you know, casket, here I come. I want <laughs> I want those funeral home lights to glow off my cheekbones. So just, ooh, like, is that a highlight? Did you did you put makeup on them? No. They that's just their skin. I wanted my skin, I wanted the mummies of the world to be like, damn. What were you using? I, how did you do it? Oh, nourished and I want I essentially wanted to be in the casket looking like at any given point I could sit up. Okay. <laughs> walk out. This is just my beauty rest. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I like that why are was you crying. <laughs> why are you that crying? Was, that's how I survived these past four years. I just said, uh, we can't cry. I have to put my eye cream on. <laughs> Ooh, let's put this anti-aging serum on my forehead because these worry lines are getting a bit <laughs> out of control. So yeah, you know, if you are ever interested, I can slide some recommendations out there to all of our kind listeners. But yeah, skincare is my self-care. <laughs> We love that. We love that. We made it. And to this day, people still talk about my skin. So invest. I don't don't have any codes or websites, but invest. I mean, we'll get into that later. But yes, invest on your skin. It is important. Okay, then just going through that. Andy, (laughs) be real with me. Okay. And I've heard a couple of people say this. Do you agree with the statement, being political is bad for your mental health? That statement is very controversial, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. And not being political, definitely, it comes from privilege, you know. When someone is like, oh, I'm not political, I don't really know, I don't really care. When I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's because it doesn't really affect you, so you're not mm-hmm. doing much. I mean, the politics, especially now, has been really draining, but it is something that we have to deal with because we need change. Mm-hmm. And we want change. Yes, I encourage y'all to take a break once in a while, take care of yourself, but just know that the fight isn't over and it won't be over anytime Mm -hmm. soon. Yes, it can hurt, but it's something we have to deal with. Yeah, and that kind of goes into some, uh, some unsolicited advice of the day. 
do not allow yourself to be lulled into a false sense of security with yeah. anything. What is a relationship? Your little boo thing throwing up red flags and then one day is like, oh, you got me flowers. Girl, I, I, yes. <laughs> Admiral Akbar <laughs> said, it's a trap. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Get out there. Mm-mm. Get out. Also a great movie from 2016. Get out. But anyway, <laughs> do not allow yourself to be lulled into a false sense of security post this election. Biden won. And there's still work to be done. I am out here rhyming like no one's business. I need to stop. This isn't Dr. Seuss. No, I love it. Heck? I love it. I love it. Keep going. Keep going. I love it. But yeah, we're not done. And like I said before, let's bully this man to give us our rights. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, this is to all the TikTokers out there, the TikTokers, <laughs> the lip lockers, hip shakers, dropping, popping, locking, all of y'all. Okay. I need y'all to be on your mean girls energy. I said, bully that man. <laughs> and bully I him. meant it. <laughs> <laughs> bully him, his whole cabinet. We we need change. And that's that that false sense of security where I'm genuinely a little concerned about all the people who are like, Trump is gone. Uh, here's, I'm going to stop following CNN. I'm going to stop. Like, I'm not going to go back to not looking at the news. I was like, it was y'all, your moms and your dads that got us to this position. They were the people who were essentially like, it's none of my business. Yeah. Or that's, that's for somebody else to worry about. Nah, grassroots nourish the soil and keep it going keep it going okay then i want to switch a little bit but same Mm -hmm. topic uh how do we feel about blank for trump you know like what does it make sense like latinos for trump which makes no sense uh women for trump which also makes absolutely no sense like what do we feel about that Mm, we me myself and i the royal we and i just for me personally i I think of blanks for Trump as the most there's a there's a TikTok sound bite. I genuinely think like of that it's just like a sound it's a sound bite where it's like pick me, Massa, pick me. <laughs> it's like it is really people who I think are either trying to ingratiate themselves upon these people and be like, I will be the Mexican that they have no issues with. Or I will be the gay person that they invite to Christmas dinner. No, honey. No. I had to also have a moment. I had this conversation with my mom. Some Trump supporters, this is controversial. This is highly debated. Some Trump supporters are not stupid. (gasps) I know. I said it. (laughs) This is blasphemy. (laughs) The issue I have found is that they apply logic in the most strict Vulcan Star Trek kind of way, where they truly believe, for example, disabled people shouldn't have rights. They truly believe that because they're using logic and they're like, well, they shouldn't have rights because technically, genetically, they're wrong or they're incorrect. Which is terrible. It's disgusting. It's, it's Nazi nonsense. That's what it is. That's some Nazi stuff. And they're using logic in such a way that shows how immoral they are and how much they lack empathy. 
they are using logic and the opposite of logic is it's not illogic it's it's empathy it's emotion it's caring they're using logic in a way that just doesn't fit with the idea of living in a society it's illogical for them to care about people like that's how they use logic they're the people who believe well humans are naturally selfish so i'm just doing the logical thing but yeah, these, these people truly believe that humans are selfish, that we're all awful people, and we, all, we only care about ourselves and money and sex, and that's just it. They're not stupid. They're just so morally bankrupt. What else can you expect from them? Again, another TikTok reference, and I f- feel so sorry for this girl, but during the election, when she and her family went to vote, it was her two parents. And after they came back from voting, she confessed, oh, I voted for Biden when they have voted for Trump. And the mom started crying and the mom like ran away. And then later on, they were telling you, you're such a horrible daughter. How can you do this to us? At the end, they they just Mm. kicked her out. Like they kicked their own daughter out just because Mm -hmm. she didn't vote for Trump. Like make it make sense. Like why would you? It's a cult. (laughs) Yeah, essentially. I listened to this podcast called The Colts Podcast. I absolutely love it. And they're doing a series on Trump and they're like debunking the myth of the self-made man. It's a whole thing. The The craziest thing for me was, I'm not crazy because minority communities were not a monolith. Not all black people think the same. Not all Mexicans think the same. The queer community does not agree on all fronts, you know? Yeah. But the whole blanks for Trump's insert whatever ironic group you want to include there to me just showed that just highlighted that mm-hmm. that as much as the media will say the black community or the queer community hey we ain't a hive mind society you know we have different thoughts to me I just think the American literacy rates tragic (laughs) people can't read this is my complaint at work this is my complaint in life i need y'all to pick up a book sound it out sound out those letters you said cat come on baby (laughs) we can do it like read between the lions reading rainbow the electric company hell sesame street will get you through it we can do it pay attention i have family that voted for Trump. I recently unadded him, this this cousin of mine. I recently unadded him on Facebook and I just couldn't. And it was years of like me posting about stuff that was pretty liberal. And he would just comment and be like, oh, this is wrong and this and this. We would get into these arguments on Facebook. And of course, I would always win. Let's be real. I would always win. <laughs> but... It was just frustrating. I'm just like, why do you have to comment on everything? Mm-hmm. And then now with this recent election, my grandma told me that he voted for Trump. And I'm like, I can't. I know you voted for Trump four years ago and you did it again. I'm sorry. I can't. I know your family and everything, but it's just, it makes no sense. Like your dad is an immigrant. This uncle did pass away, but, and again, it's, Back to that, oh, they want the acceptance of wanting to be accepted into the white crowd. Mm-hmm. They're never going to accept you. They don't want you. Mm-hmm. They, maybe they want your vote for Trump, but that's it. They don't want you. They don't mm. like you. So yeah. why are you advocating for them? 
Why are mm-hmm. you advocating for a people that don't want you? Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, we need a therapy check over there on that one. Yeah. You need, that person has some things to delve into. Yeah. And just, this is for you, <laughs> Andy, some unsolicited advice, but my mom always told me, don't argue with stupid. Yeah. No, <laughs> some, right. There's some times where you just gotta be like, I removed myself. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh. <laughs> we need to find out a way to do sound bites and references because yeah. first thing that popped in my head is that that part from Hamilton is like, I'm releasing myself from the narrative. <laughs> she said, bye, I'm out. I remove myself from this conversation. Yeah. Oh. And personally, I've met a lot of self-hating Mexicans. Mm-hmm. And then I'm Mexican. FYI, no one knew. <laughs> um, <gasps> no, no, what? Andrea, Andrea? never. Torres Hurtado? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so de la Ciudad de México, el Estado de México, to be more specific. And I've met a lot of self hating Latinos. Mm. And. Mm hmm. I don't know how your experience, I don't know if you met any in any oh. other community, but it's just, they say these awful things to you. Okay, let's, let me do story time. So back in sophomore year, I was in a situationship, an entanglement, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> she did not just say an entanglement. Anyways, there was this guy and he was Mexican as well. And one time we were just hanging out and he, he looks at me and he said, one day I'm going to marry a beautiful white woman and she's going to have blonde hair and blue eyes. And you know what? I get it. I know we're not going anywhere, but why did you have the need to tell that to me? My hair is brown. My eyes are dark brown as well. So I'm like, why did you think it was okay to say that to me? I say it again. The male body is one part water, two parts audacity, just high concentrated, unfiltered audacity. Yeah. That's disgusting. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I'm also so happy that that is the past. (laughs) Oh, yeah. that, That did not last long. And then whenever we would hang out, he would say a lot of things like that, like very... He was very much very racist, sexist person that I slowly got to know. I'm pretty sure he hid it from me for a bit, but I, I discovered his little tricks. Mm. And we were out. And this man was political science major, and he wanted to go into the government, so, you know. A narc. Mm-hmm. We know that for sure. In the future, he's going to use his platform as Latino to get into wherever he's going, but the reality is, is he's very sexist. Um homophobic racist and if you hear this please don't dm me don't don't just don't (laughs) (laughs) don't it's about you this is this ain't a subtweet but i this is not an invitation for dialogue we're not trying to discuss we're not this is my experience this is please just listening to you speak (laughs) 
just sitting here listening, I had a moment where I was like, I want someone to listen to this and be like, I'll write an essay about this podcast. <laughs> Break do. down the story times because I was sitting there being like, oh, he gonna use identity politics to get into government. He gonna do all these things. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Break please, it down. Please do. I'll read it. Yes, yes. Oh, in fact, you know what? We can do some more ASMR. Yeah, just be like an essay by an avid fan of the podcast. We love you, babe. <laughs> we do. Anyway, do you have any stories, Rizzy, of self-hating Ooh. members? Um, there's so many I can't even pick one. I think the thing that I just self-hating or I don't even know self-hating or just the strong desire to belong yeah I feel like there's so many and this is a phrase you've heard on the internet in in your twitter dms I'm actually not I hope not your dms but I guess no it'll be in your dms no 100% I just thought about that they're in your dms it's the pick me people yeah it's the it's the sellouts it's the people who want to just a little of your crumbs and will essentially just bend over on the ground in front of you i've met a lot of people like that like for example resident of mine when i was an ra was very political Mm -hmm. and wanted to be involved in student government all the time and yada 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 and would support or say things that are like, you know, this is offensive to me. You know, this actively harms your girlfriend. All of these things. It's like, here's, here's exactly what you're saying and who it affects. You know, sometimes you got to break it down for them. Sometimes you just got to be like, let me unravel this for you. You can see the f- complete picture. And you say these racist, sexist, awful things and believe these pretty archaic political beliefs just so you can get a piece of the pie like you just want to be powerful or you just want to be respected and that's another thing too that I have great issue with politics is people think politics is a popularity race and to an extent it is but it has a purpose it's to better society it's not to stroke your ego This topic is very sensitive. It's very hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. And having a podcast and now not just sharing our opinions between us, but potentially anyone that wants to listen, it's kind of scary. I'm scared someone's going to message me or be like, oh, I know where you are. I know where you live. I know where you work. I'm going to follow you and I'm going to stalk you and I'm going to harass you. And then, and then, you know, people are not always going to like what you say, regardless of what you have mm-hmm. to say. As a woman of color, as a person on the outer rim of the lens of society, I'm sad to say, Andy, they're going to hate you even when you're silent. They're going to have a problem with you even when your mouth is held shut. Speak, not only speak your truth, but live it. Yeah. It's something I am working on. I am not perfect. And let's work on it together. This is a you, me, and our audience moment. Mm -hmm. Starting now and forevermore, you take up space. And that's on what? 
Period. Period. Honestly, moral of the story, when it comes down to it, living through the Trump era was living in painful discomfort. Yeah. Discomfort that you didn't know whether or not would be the end of you. Mm-hmm. And that's on that. And as always, ladies and gentle thoughts, may Buddha bless this mess. <laughs> and don't forget, eat the rich. <laughs> eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye.